Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Reynolds. This is Season 4, Episode 26 of the podcast. The topic of this week's newsletter is cool tips and tricks in Canva. A few weeks ago, I talked about Canva for education. Now I want to show you some cool tips and tricks I found from TikTok creators this week and how they're using Canva. In TikTok Tech, I found a website to help build your vocabulary called NoWord. In Tech Refresh, I found an engaging math website to help boost student understanding. We've got a lot to get to, so let's not waste any more time. Let's dive in. This week's newsletter is a little jumbled around. In TikTok Tech, I have a new website to show you all about vocabulary. In Tech Refresh, I have another new website for you all about math. And then in the main idea for the newsletter this week, I have a lot of TikTok videos all about tips and tricks in Canva. So with that being said, let's start talking about TikTok Tech. I came across NoWord by searching for high school vocabulary games, and what I stumbled on is a game-based learning platform that makes teaching online easier and expanding your vocabulary almost too much fun. I will say it is very, very challenging. If you have started on the Wordle craze and playing any of those word-based games, PlayNoWord.com is another thing that you might gravitate toward. I find it to be very, very difficult. It has a wide range of pre-made word packs for almost any subject. There are over 2,000 packs uh, on the website for you to choose from. And there's everything from just normal vocabulary words to basketball, to sports, to movies, to Minecraft. There's just a lot of different packs for you to choose from. So you could really play it at any level, but I do find that it's probably better for students in the upper elementary grade levels or uh, middle school to high school students. If you click on any of the resources in the TikTok tech area, whether the, you click on the no word text box or you click on the image that is on the in that little box there, it will take you to playnoword.com. Let's check out the website. This is the website playnoword.com and you can see Students can enter a class code if you decide to sign up as a teacher, um, but I'll sh talk about some of the pricing here coming up in a little bit. But what you have here is you have the play now button in orange. I'm just going to click that. It's going to take me to a dashboard and this is just going to be a random game. I can increase or I can decrease the time limit if I want to. Typically two minutes is about the right amount of time. I can choose my difficulty level. I'm just gonna leave it on easy because I have found that easy is fairly difficult. Once I have my settings the way that I want them, I'm just going to click on the purple start game button. And you can see now that it gives me a, uh, on the screen here, I'm looking for a word that starts with the letter F. It's a noun, it's a plastic disc that is thrown with a snap of the wrist so as to spin it and aid in keeping it aloft used for recreation. As I start to type, the green bar shows up across the top and this will tell me that I am spelling the word correctly. So if I continue to spell the word correctly, then I get this and it tells me I get 10 points for that word and I have a streak of one. In this second one, I'm looking for a, an edible plant. So I think this is vegetable. I get it spelled correctly and it goes through. So if I have this other one here and I don't like the word or I don't know what the word is, I can press the escape key and it will skip it. It'll tell me up in the top left corner the correct answer, which was multicolor. You kind of get the idea. Um, as you work through this, I do have a couple of clues. I have clue one and clue two. So if I just hit the tab button, it'll take me between the different clues as I start to figure out what the word that I'm looking for is. When I'm all done playing, my elapsed time was two minutes, 25 seconds. Correct answers were five out of the number of words that I had. If I click on the little ellipsis here, I can look at the words that I viewed. 
The ones with the X are the ones that I skipped. The ones with the check mark are the ones that I got correct. It tells me my total points and my longest streak. So the last word I didn't get because I ran out of time, it tells me exactly what my last word is. If I wanna play again, just click the orange button in the middle of the screen. And I can certainly play again. Or if I scroll down, I can try different packs that they provide for me or I can share my progress on some social media sites. In the top left corner, if I click the word packs, it will take me to all the packs. I can filter down my options by art and music, business, geography, history, language arts, SAT prep, science, social studies, technology, and trivia. There is also some new packs that have been created and the top packs that are chosen by people to play. So you can see they have everything from breakfast to Pixar movies by characters to TikTok to food. There are a lot of different resources and packs uh, that you can choose from to play. I went into the English language arts area and I found a game called Synonyms. Now, a couple of things that you can do. Um, in the top left corner under the title, you have a star and I can actually star this pack and then it will save to my favorites. But again, I would need to create an account for that. One nice thing though is if I click on the ellipsis here, I can play the pack, I can copy the link or I can download a PDF. So you'll see here now that I can download all of these synonyms in a PDF form. So if you didn't want the students to play on a computer or maybe the students didn't have one-to-one -one computing devices, you could print out this worksheet and give it to students and they could fill out this and play this game on their own on a worksheet. So they wouldn't necessarily need to go to this website. A nice little resource for you to use with students and not have to actually physically use the website find other ways to do it. Maybe this could be an activity the students could do after they're done with the assignment that you have, some extra credit, a lot of different ways that you could incorporate this website into your lesson plans. If you head back to the home screen, up in the top left, you have no word, play, packs, and teachers. If you click on teachers, you can see here that there are a lot of teaching tools for educators that they can and ways that they can use this website. What you can do if you create an account and log in, you can create assignments for the students and easily share it with your class and then also see the results of that assignment with your class. I've gone into the pricing website of NoWord to show you the difference between the basic, the pro, and then the team one um, where you would use it to manage your school. So the pro account isn't bad, it's only $45 for the year. And if you scroll down, you'll see all of the differences between the basic and the pro version. The basic and the pro, you can play all the public packs, you can select time limit for the packs, share assignments in Google Classroom, and export your submissions as an Excel spreadsheet. Where it starts to differentiate is under the pro version, you can use images as your clues. You can also view individual words viewed for assignment submissions, create unlimited packs, and create unlimited assignments. Under the basic version, you can only create five packs and you can only create two assignments. So you're very limited on the teacher side of things if you continue to use the basic version. If you find that this is something that you like, I would definitely recommend spending the $45 for the year and going with the pro version to be able to create unlimited packs and unlimited assignments. That is the website playnoword.com and noword is spelled K-N-O-W-O-R-D. And it's just a great website for you to have as a resource to be able to create assignments for students or have it as a resource for students if they do finish an assignment early. Now it's time to take a look at Tech Refresh and I'm going to introduce you to a new math website called Manga High. Manga High has over 700 engaging activities to help students boost their understanding of math. The different areas that they cover are numbers, algebra, geometry, measurement, statistics, and probability. You can find lesson plans to help you interject the games into your classroom and it is really, I think, kind of fun for students to play. 
If you head to the website mangahigh.com and click on games up in the toolbar at the top, it will take you to all of the math games. And the math games are broken down by age level. You have ages 5 to 7, 7 to 9, 9 to 11, 11 to 14, and 14 to 16. I will tell you, this is way harder than the age levels that they actually have it broken down for, but it is pretty fun. So at the very top of the website that I'm on, it has times tables and um, numeracy skills. So you can race against classmates as you answer numeracy questions to fly your balloon, navigating tricky obstacles along the way. Let's just try that one. If I go in here, you can see at the top of the screen is the main, I will call it the fun game that they have here called Jet Stream Riders. But if you scroll down a little bit, these are curriculum aligned activities. So they have two times tables, five times, three times tables, and several other times tables that students can work with. Because under the free version, the one where you do not log in or create an account, they'll only be able to play the Jetstream Riders game once, maybe twice, before they either get locked out or it doesn't actually increase the difficulty. Let's take a look at Jetstream Riders. This is the Jetstream Riders game and I'm gonna to try to figure out how to play it as I go. So this one isn't specific to multiplication, but I'm just going to try and answer the question to get myself going. 15. So I can see here the jet stream. I think I want to, I don't wanna to answer too quickly. All right, here we go. So if I answer them at a slower pace, but I just continue to try to keep my guy in the jet stream, um, I should be able to make my character go faster. I can see up at the top the other characters where they are on their journey. So it's hard not to answer questions too quickly because you want to continue to answer questions. Typically that's the way that you play games is you want to try to answer as many as you can. But it looks like I just want to try to keep my character in this little jet stream throughout the whole game. Looks like I'm probably going to win the game here just to finish up. I won, but um, again, it's just a free preview. So you can see here that if I want to continue to play these games, teachers either need to sign up or parents or guardians need to sign up for a free trial. Now that I showed you kind of what the game looks like, down at the bottom here is a is some related activities, and these are curriculum aligned activities. These I can play as many times as I like, so let's just take a look at the two times table. So in here, there are various levels, bronze, silver, gold and the nice thing about these are that it the skill level kind of moves up so you're going to get easy medium hard and then you get extreme so i have to answer 10 questions uh, time for each question 60 seconds 75 1 uh, 120 for hard and 120 for extreme i can click on the teach me button and this learn mode will walk me through eight pages and will teach me how to do two time multiplication. I can also click on the how to play button and this will tell me exactly how to play this game. And finally, I can just play the game. So if I click on play, this isn't specifically a game like you would see with the Jetstream game that I just played. It's just straight question and answer here. So it's asking me is five times two equal 10? I'm gonna say yes, I have two free hints. I have one free solve. I'm just going to try and answer as many of these as I can. So it's nice as I'm moving through it will change up the questions for me. So I'm not just getting straight five times two or times two answers. Now I need to figure out what number is missing. So I know that it's six. 
but it's nice because it's getting the students to think in different ways. So I had some addition questions, I have some multiplication questions, I have some questions related to pictures. It's really nice. Right now I'm in the extreme mode, so the questions are going to get more difficult, but because I've answered so many in a row, I'm on fire. This is the last question that I have to answer. I'm just going to go ahead and answer this. So you can see here, uh, it'll break down my score for me. I can log in to save my results. I can review my questions. Uh, I can look at how many points uh, is next to get to the silver level or the gold level. I can review my questions at the various levels that I worked on. If I click play again, so if I'm playing again, it's back to the same dashboard. It's gonna start me on the easy level number of questions. I cannot change any of these items, but I can choose to make this full screen if it was difficult for me to see the first time. Uh, and then I can just play this again and work through some of the questions to build my skill. At the very bottom of the screen though, there are some number lesson plans. If I click on that, this will show me how to teach numbers using Manga High. So I've got inequalities and it walks me through this lesson plan and it says it will take 55 minutes. So there's an introduction, an activity, a classroom discussion, how to continue the activity and a written assessment at the end. And it tells me how long each part of this lesson plan will take. If I wanna find specific lesson plans for a general math area, I just hover over lesson plans. Let's just choose measurement and then it will provide me with some lesson plans based on measurement. If you're looking for some pricing for the year for Manga High, here three months is $29 a child, six months $49 a child, and for one year of Manga High, it is $79 per child. With the pricing, you get unlimited access to all the activities, games, and reporting features, curriculum aligned content, and it is a wonderful resource to incorporate in any of the lesson plans that you might have. That is the website mangahide.com. Just again, another resource for you to use in your math lessons or in your math centers where students can kind of just go in and continue to work through some problems or try the games that are available on their website. Now it's time to get into the main idea of the newsletter and that is Canva tips and tricks. As you can see this week, I have a lot of links to different TikTok videos from various users and some of the tips and tricks that they like. Now there are a lot of tips and tricks I could have shared. These were ones that I thought were cool and also very just introductory. So these are awesome tools that you can utilize in ways that some teachers and uh, professionals are using Canva. Um, and then if you've signed up for the educator account, some things that you can access as well in Canva. Now, a few of these I can't seem to find, so I don't know if it's a slow rollout or you need to have purchased a pro account, but I will talk about them and hopefully in the future they will roll out to the educator accounts. The first one is how to create a knockout profile picture. And this is great because when you get to the Canva dashboard, all you have to do is search for profile and it will pop up here, suggested templates for you to use. So just a great easy way for you to create a very cool profile photo for any of the different social media that you might be on. Or even for your Gmail or Canva, you can see here I have a little bitmoji that I have in the corner. But again, any social media that you have or anywhere that you need a profile photo, you can easily create a really dynamic one in Canva. The next video was keyboard shortcuts. So if you click on the forward slash, which is the same button as the question mark, you will get cool keyboard shortcuts that you can easily then integrate into your template. You can use these keyboard shortcuts. So if I just clicked on T, I'd get text, C is circle, R is rectangle, and L is a line. But if I click on the forward slash, it gives me all of these quick resources. So I can click on circle and it will automatically bring a circle in. 
if I click an R on my keyboard, it automatically populates a rectangle into my Canva template. This is just a quick and easy way for you to insert elements into your template without having to go over to the elements and do a search for something that you're looking for. The next feature is inserting audio into your Canva project. So in this one, over on the left-hand side, you have templates, elements, uploads, text, and audio. If I click on audio, here are a bunch of audio clips that I can insert into my project. I'm just gonna choose the top one here. When I click on it, it drops into my project. Up at the top, I can change what part of the song I want to play. The feature that I do have access to are the audio effects. So you do have the ability to fade in the song and fade out the song. So if I increase the fade in, or if you don't want the audio, you just click on the audio and click on the trash can. This feature I think is only part of the pro or I, it hasn't rolled out for me yet. So this tip and trick I don't have access to. I don't know if it's only the pro version or it's a slow rollout, but what she demonstrates is that when you insert a shape into your project, you're supposed to be able to add text, change the border, and do all these nifty things with it. So I was kind of hoping I'd be able to demonstrate that to you, but I would recommend going out and watching the video that I have linked in the newsletter. So the next one is app smashing with Canva and Flipgrid. If I go out to my home screen and I actually just type Flipgrid, it's going to provide me with a whole bunch of templates that I can use for Flipgrid. So I can just scroll through here and find there's almost 200 different templates that I can utilize when I'm working in Flipgrid. So I can create my item that I want my project here in Canva and then take that project and bring it easily right over to Flipgrid. I recommend watching her video and to see how she implements Canva and Flipgrid together. I'm sounding like a broken record here. This one um, I'm hoping is also a slow rollout. In your templates, when you find a template that you wanna use, so I'm gonna choose this minimalist graphic design, there's supposed to be two tabs. There's supposed to be a template tab and a layout tab. And I don't have access to the layout tab, but you can see I have all of these different layouts within the template. So I can apply this template to my current presentation or I can just insert a specific slide into my presentation. So if I just want this one, it'll ask me when I click on it, do I wanna replace the current slide or do I wanna add it as a new page? I'm just going to say add it as a new page. So I do have access to the different layouts within this presentation, but what the video is supposed to show in the tip and trick is that you're supposed to be able to just take a specific layout and apply that layout to your slide. You don't have to have the specific template there are just generic layouts that you can use in your presentations or your projects. One of the cool things that you can do with Canva for EDU is you can create your own brand kit. So if I put in a uh, rectangle into my project here and I wanna change the color of this blue, I click on the square in the top left corner and this is going to show me my brand colors. I have set up a brand. If I wanna edit these brands, all I have to do is click on edit and now I can create a new brand. So I can insert a brand logo in here if I want. I can add brand colors. I can add and discover specific palettes that are available. And I can add brand fonts as well. So I have some that I have already set up that I like to use. I can upload my own font from a third party that I might have on my computer. Uh, but it's just a nice way for you to quickly access brands and color palettes that you like to use in your classroom. One of the cool things I want to demonstrate is in your presentation, there are actually keyboard shortcuts that you can use that will enhance your presentation a little bit. So I'm going to go into present mode. Now that I'm in present mode, I want to show you a couple of things. And I chose this party picture just because it's going to make things a little more exciting. So some of the keyboard shortcuts that I have, if I want a drum roll, I can click on the D. 
If I want to have the focus back on me while I'm presenting, I press on the B and it will blur my screen. If I wanna start my presentation like a play or a movie or something, I'm gonna drop in the red curtain by pressing the U. When I'm ready to start my presentation, I can click on the screen or I can press the U again. If I want bubbles to populate my screen, I can just hit the letter O and now it will give me a whole bunch of bubbles on my screen. If I wanna shoot off some confetti, I just press the C and it will give me some confetti in my presentation, maybe a great way to complete my presentation. If you don't wanna complete your presentation with confetti, maybe you just did such a great job, you're gonna give a mic drop, which is the letter M. These are some awesome keyboard shortcuts that you can utilize throughout your presentation. The next cool thing you can do with Canva is you can actually draw on the project canvas here. So if I scroll down, I have, you know, I talked about the elements and uploads, but if I scroll all the way down, there's a button for more. If I click on the button for more, now I get some more options. And if I scroll down a little bit farther, create something new, my Bitmoji, but draw is in beta right now. So if I click on draw, now I can go ahead and draw right in this canvas. I can do a pen, a marker, a glow pen, or a highlighter, change the size, the transparency, and add a color. It's really great. I just choose the brush that I wanna to use to get started, and I can just draw anywhere that I want on my canvas. Once I'm done drawing and I click outside of, uh, off of the drawing ability, now it just becomes an image that I can either delete or move around my canvas somewhere. The next cool feature that I found was the ability to import a PDF into Canva. So I'm gonna show you how that works. I'm going to drag in this Apple Resources PDF. It takes me to my projects page. If I scroll down just a little bit farther, you can see right here that is it is importing my Apple Resources PDF design. Now that it's done, you can see the PDF is here. If I click on the PDF, it will open the project. So I double click on this and I can delete all the text out of here. I can move this header around. So all of the images that are available on this PDF are editable and movable. So I can create and change this PDF any way that I want. So if you don't have a PDF editor, maybe you don't use Kami, maybe you're, you use one of those third-party applications that are available. Once you have access to Canva, just bring in your PDFs and you can go ahead and edit them any way that you might need. If you're a big user of Classroom Screen, you can actually take your Canva project and insert that Canva project into Classroom Screen. The way that you do that is you have to publish the presentation. I added an effect to my presentation just so I can show you what it looks like when I bring it into Classroom Screen. So I go up to Share and then I wanna choose, I wanna scroll down just a little bit and under More, I'm going to choose the Embed feature because that is what you can do in Classroom Screen. So when I click on Embed, now I'm going to copy the HTML code. When I'm over in classroom screen, down here at the bottom, I can insert some media and I'm going to choose the embed code. From here, I just go ahead and paste in the embed code that I got from Canva and I'm going to run the code. So now you can see that this Canva that I have is now right on my classroom screen and I can easily make it bigger and I can maneuver through the presentation throughout the day right away in the morning, whatever I need to. But this is a super awesome way for you to take Canva presentations that you might have or projects that you might be using, publish them, and then embed them right in your classroom screen. If you're a big user of Google, one of the things that you probably love is the version history since everything saves automatically. Canva is the same way. If you go up to file and you scroll down, you'll be able to see version history. And if you click on version history, it will tell you all of the different versions that are available with this document. 
I want to go back to a specific version that I had from a different time, I can just click on it and restore the version like I would in Google. At Kinda Sorta Teacher says she builds all of her presentations in Canva and then brings them over to Google Slides. Definitely recommend going over and watching her video and seeing how she does that. One thing I will recommend is there are several people on TikToks that, that I've seen who use Canva for creation, but you have to use the free version of Canva. So anytime you see this, any of these elements with the EDU on them, you can't use those if you're going to sell your presentation. So if you are a seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, you can't use any of the graphics that are the EDU. You can use the free ones, but you're not supposed to use the ones that are EDU. If you have designs that you've already created and you wanna bring those designs in, instead of going out, saving them as an image and then bringing them in as an image, you can actually just add your previous designs to your current project. If you scroll down on the side and you find your folders, these are all of your folders that you might have. So it graphics might be in folders, but you have all of your designs. So in here, you can easily add your design right to this project. I'm going to go with my podcast. So here are all my images. If I wanna pull in this one Canva from a while back, I'm just going to add this as a new page or I can replace the current page. I'm just gonna add it as a new page and now it is inserted into my project and I can go ahead and edit any of these elements that are in this project. The cool thing is it's reformatted and resized it exactly as I might need in this project. I didn't have to, nothing got kind of out of sorts as I brought this in. One of the cool things is if I find something and I want something similar, so maybe I want this balloon. If I click on the ellipsis over the balloon, right down here at the bottom, I can choose see more like this and it will give me many different balloon recommendations that are similar to this balloon. And then I have all of those graphics that are similar. So I've got balloon giraffe that I've inserted into my presentation. And I think this is awesome. The one cool thing is next is magic elements. So I clicked on this giraffe and it gave me magic recommendations based on what I selected. I can choose see all and it will give me all of these magic recommendations based on this bear. If there's something you've gone back and you're working in some other element, so maybe I've got something about these babies here, right? And I don't have access to this balloon bear anymore. One of the cool things is if I wanna go back and find it, I can choose the little eye, the inspector up at the top, and I can choose to see more like this, and then it will automatically bring up in my elements tab more items like this. If you wanna be able to see the ruler because you want to be able to pull down and create an outline here, all you have to do is go up to your file and you can choose to show rulers and guides or I can choose to turn off the rulers and guides. I can also show my margins on my document as well or I can choose to hide my margins for that too. Finally, if you're moving things around and you see that um, your items match up, so now these are all um, justified together, if you wanna get away from that, all you have to do is hold the control or command key and then you can move this wherever you want. So it's just a nice way so that it doesn't auto center um, or auto lock to other elements that might be in your presentation. The last thing that I have in the newsletter for you at the very bottom is a graphic to the Canva design school. If you want to learn how to use Canva effectively, if you're new to it, go ahead and click on the design school and you can watch all of these different videos on how to use Canva. So this one right here, Canva for teachers, there's 23 different videos that you can watch to become a powerful Canva user. And you can see that they're very short, three minutes, two minutes, four minutes. So just short little videos to help you in your development with using Canva in your classroom. That's it for this episode of the Ed Newsstand Podcast. 
I really appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video version on YouTube because I know your time is valuable. Please check out all of the cool tips and tricks in Canva from the content creators on TikTok. In TikTok Tech, don't sleep on the cool new game-based vocabulary website, No Word. In Tech Refresh, Manga High has over 700 math activities to boost student understanding. For more EdTech resources, you can follow me on social media. You'll find me on Twitter at Reynolds Troy, on Instagram and TikTok at Ed Newsstand. If you're listening on any podcast platform and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to receive updates and have any new episode automatically downloaded for you. You can also revisit my previous episodes on any major podcasting platform like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. You can also check out the video version of my podcast over on my YouTube channel and check out any of the other video resources I have available. If you'd like to download my app to have my podcast and newsletters right on your smart device, please check it out at ednewsstand.gladapp.io and save it to your home screen. If you don't want the app but would like to check out my resources, please visit my website at ednewsstand.weebly.com. This is Troy Reynolds, and this is the Ed Newsstand Podcast, hoping you were able to take away at least one idea for your classroom. Please be safe. Until next time.